Bill Show wish to thank our primary sponsors, The Mallon Agency, located in Springfield, PA, where they take pride in exceeding expectations every time. Anthony DeCecco and our friends at Tennis Addiction are ready to serve all your tennis needs at their beautiful facility in Exton, PA. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show. Our guest this week joined us just a little over three years ago. She was a finalist on The Voice, and her voice is better now than ever before. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show, one of Nashville's best singers and the pride of Delco, PA, Audra McLaughlin. Hi, Audra. Hi, welcome guys. back. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I can't believe it's been three years. <laughs> Time flies. It is it amazing. Sure does. We were looking at that, and I was looking back, you know, at prior episodes, and I'm like, let me keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Oh my God, it's been over three years since you joined That's us. That's insane. Oh my yeah, God. I'm so happy to have you back because, you know, the first time, Audra, that you were on the show, we talked about the early days of your career. We talked about the amazing run that you had on The Voice. And what we thought we would do tonight is focus on your journey since you've gone to Nashville and kind of go from there up to and including now. In fact, Speaking of now, you have a rehearsal, band rehearsal coming up after we're done this interview, don't you? I do. I sure do. It's, you know, I always say that the hustle of this industry is kind of never ending, you know, but I love it. I mean, I do. It's just, you know, it's it's like from morning to to, to late at night and then and then back up again. And, you know, so it's a lot of work and a lot of sacrifices, but it's, you know, it's what I love. So I'm just thankful to get to do it, you know, for a living and um yeah so we got we got a bunch of band shows coming up that we got to rehearse for so we're just you know trying to get through all that <laughs> where do you rehearse Audra so one of my bandmates has like a little like a rehearsal space he just has all the stuff you know in his one of his rooms I guess and um so we just rehearse over over his house and um which is really nice because uh you know rehearsal spaces can cost a little bit of money but but it's nice when your bandmates can have have their own kind of setup at their house. <laughs> Definitely save a little money because you don't want to have. Well, to and it's and it's more relaxed and laid back. You know, we we joke around and we, you know, go through our sets. But then we're like, oh, we should do this song. We, you know, and it's always like, so it's it's fun. You know, it's fun to get together with like your peers and your friends and and just play music and and you know do the best you can. <laughs> Audra, when you play out, do you do? What's like the ratio of original songs to covers? You know, it depends on the gig, you know. So a lot of the gigs that I do in town are, you know, cover gigs. Um, and we have a lot of tourists here. So a lot of the ways that we make our money in Nashville is through tips. So um, now what I've noticed a lot of times is if like after maybe like a half hour, an hour, and, and I have the same people kind of hanging out and they're enjoying it and they're requesting music, I'll be like, hey, you know, do you guys mind if I, you know, play a couple of my own for you? And you kind of just have to get the crowd inter interested in you first before you start, 
you know, throwing original music at them, unless it is an original showcase, you know, like your 45 minute to 90 minute shows where those are primarily artist shows. But when you're doing, you know, in town, um, you know, gigs on the the Nashville circuits is what we call them, you know, you know, you have to appease to the fans and, um, and to the, the, you know, the, the tourists. And, um, so the ratio kind of just depends on the gig, I would say, you know, I have a couple gigs a month that are artist gigs. And then I have like, you know, a lot of the other gigs that are, um, you know, covers and, and I try to just sneak in originals as, as I can, you know, as I see they're enjoying the music that I, that I ask, you know, Do you so have a it, preference? Um, on the gig? On what kind of music you do? Do you prefer to do your own stuff or do you like doing the covers too? I do prefer to do my own stuff. Now I will say whenever I even do an artist show as well, like if I do, if I am like booked for an artist show where primarily it's original music, I always like to have those signature covers in the set because as a, as an up and coming artist, you know, yes, I've been on the voice and I've, you know, done, done stuff like that, but you know, I'm not global. I'm not, you know, not everybody knows who I am. So the way that I like to get people hooked or interested in my show is I, I like to have those signature kind of covers in my set. And then that way you kind of intertwine the originals and, you know, I don't know. I, that's just what I've always enjoyed when I've been a, when I've been a fan at a, at a new show of an, of an artist that I don't know, but maybe my friends know, I'm like, wow, they really crushed that, you know, I don't know, ACDC song or whatever it is. And, um, and that kind of just stuff, like, I feel like just pulls, pulls people in. So I definitely prefer doing my own stuff because it's, it's tough to learn all these cover songs, you know, when you're expected to, you know, when people are tipping you and they're asking you to sing an obscure cover that you've really only heard a couple times, you're having to look it up on your phone or your tablet. And, and I don't really like to do that, but sometimes it's just what has to, has to be when you're, you know, you're trying to make your, your living and you're trying to entertain people, you know? Right. Well, speaking of your own songs, we understand that you have a new song called Sad Song and a Cowboy. What's the story behind that song? And was there a gentleman that inspired it? Yeah, I think there's been probably, you know, a couple heartbreaks in my lifetime. <laughs> um, you know, I, my career has always kind of been, you know, first and foremost to me, but you know, I've, I've always been kind of the, like the type of person that has held my heart on my sleeve, you know, and, um, and I'm just a caring and loving person. And so I've had a couple heartbreaks, you know, and, um, some ones that, some that were really harder than others. Um, and that song just really is what that that's about, you know, it's just general heartbreak of just past relationships that I've, that I've been in. And, um, I don't like to like air anybody specific out, but, you know, I grew up in Phil, you know, right outside of Philadelphia. So I always just had this like um, love for cowboys for some reason. I was like, I'm going to move to Nashville one day and I'm going to I'm going to marry a cowboy, you know, but, but not the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys. Right. But just just to clarify. Yeah, not the Dallas Cowboys. I know I have to make that clear. You know, I it makes no sense, the right? ultimate irony. Isn't that the weirdest thing? Like I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but like I have this thing for, for just, you know, men like cowboy men, you know, and I don't know, but um, you know, like the old John Wayne movies, there was always some kind of heartbreak, you know? And um, so that's kind of what that song's about. That's what that video is sort of portrays too, is, is just, 
you know, her on the other side of it, like he's filmed, like if you, I don't know if you guys have watched the video, but you know, he's, they're together in that part. And then the flip side is now she's obviously alone and, and, um, and got her heart broken again. So I, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a great song. I mean, I'm, I'm really proud of that one. I wrote that with uh, my, my good friend, Pete Salas, who I co-write with quite a bit. And we actually wrote that song in hopes of getting a pitch to Yellowstone. I wasn't actually going to put that song out as an artist. I was like, I don't know if this song is like me, but I started to listen to it more and I was like, you know, I really do love this song. I think it's a great song. And so we were like, you know, we didn't we didn't hear back from Yellowstone. So I said, well, I'll just put it out then. <laughs> Audrey, I have to tell you, uh, and I have to make a comment before I ask my next question. And, and that is the fact that you can make any song your song. We've heard you sing enough songs from any genre, any type. I mean, I've heard you rock some Guns and Roses, but <laughs> I actually prefer Boomerang, you know, or some of your own hits to that. But you just talked about writing and, and your co-writer. And that's one thing I'm curious about in terms of in the time that you've spent in Nashville, how important would you say is it to have that right person or persons to write with, you know, in terms of being able to take things to the next level? Because there's there's a lot of talented singers, there's a lot of talented writers, but I can't help but think if you can combine the two, maybe that's what kind of takes you to that next level. Yeah, you know, I think there's, for me at least, you know, I've always been really good at coming up with like ideas and concepts and I'm I'm a very good like melody writer. Um, I've gotten a lot better with lyrics over the years since obviously, you know, being thrown into the fire a lot um, and having to, you know, rewrite stuff and things like that. You know, I've grown as a songwriter living in Nashville, but, you know, co-writing I think is so important because it really helps you find you know, your sound in a way, because, you know, a lot of times people move here and you, you start writing with everybody and then you kind of find your people, you know, you find your people that really know you and get you. And when you come into a room and you're, you're just spatting off ideas or you're having a bad day or whatever it is, or you're having a great day, you know, and you're just, and I'm ADHD. So I just ramble on and I go on and on. And so my co-writer Pete, it's funny. He just, while I'm basically giving him the ideas for this like I'm saying the idea for the song and I'm like yeah well this happened and blah 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 he's like all right well that's what we're writing today <laughs> so I think co-writing is so cool because it's really awkward at first I will say you know when you first get in in a room with somebody you've never written with or they're not your friends yet because you're just you know knowing them obviously of course they become your friends but you know, as you grow with your co-writers, you, your friends, so they know everything about you. It's like going to therapy. You know what I mean? It's like free therapy. And that's what I love about it because it's awkward to air your dirty, your dirty laundry, you know, for somebody brand new and having to be so open about like what you want to get out there to the world. Um, so you have to almost like, it's like you're on a first date when you go into a co-write for the first time, like with somebody you've never co-written with. Um, so it's it's just it's a it's a really interesting process and and it's um it's been just so much fun over the years just to get to to co-write with some some incredible people but you know it's weird you you just find those couple people that you really enjoy writing with and who really get you and inspire you it's 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 really cool <laughs> I hope that answers that question. 
Definitely. Yeah, especially yeah. that last part. I think that summed it all up. Well, since you moved to Nashville, Audra, now, how long have you been there now? How many years? Ooh, I've been here for eight years. I've been coming here for 10 or 12, okay. something of that. I've been coming here since I was about 20 years old. Okay. So you've had some time there now. Can you share with us some of the things that stand out to you as like wins or successes and some of the challenges like what what stands out to you in your journey so far you know i mean nashville's it's a tough town you know it's really competitive there's so much talent here it's unbelievable i mean everywhere you turn everybody is just truly amazing you know um so you know like a lot of the challenges is just to focus on what you're doing because a lot of times you get so busy and tied up focusing on what everybody else is doing that you lose yourself a bit you know i mean when i had first moved here i felt so lost you know i mean i i i didn't know anybody i was just out all the time networking and trying to meet people and meet friends and you know and when i first moved here you know i had just gotten over um vocal surgery so I was still going through some of that uh, speech therapy and all, and then finally recovered from that. But then I had to get a couple jobs, you know, when I first moved here because I didn't, you know, really know anybody yet to know where to play or, or kind of really any of that. I knew a few people, but I knew I was told to like really not get trapped on Broadway and those different things. But, you know, there there's, everybody's got their own opinions about that. But um, regardless of that, I mean, moving here is a journey you know you, you there's so many ups and downs it's like i explain it kind of like being on a roller coaster um and i've definitely had that through the years you know i i moved here i got you know i went through the vocal surgery i recovered i started you know working and then i started playing gigs um and you know the the challenging part for me was that you know there was so much alcohol around all the time um and every networking event had alcohol and who you hear you want to drink you want to you know and that just became like a normal thing you know um and so i i got kind of tied into trying to burn the candle at both ends just trying to like network and meet people and and that was just a big challenge for me until i realized that like it wasn't really doing any good for me um like i've met so many people through all the networking i did and i think like it kind of just comes with this town you know it's they call it a drinking town with a music problem and um kind of an interesting phrase because a lot of us do get kind of tied up into that scene and and that's okay as long as you don't let it go to an extreme and um and for me, you know, I let it go to an extreme. Um, I just started partying more than I was focusing on my career. And um, and that was a big challenge for me. I had to make a big decision. You know, I was like, I came to Nashville to, to be an artist and to 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 be a full-time musician and to maybe hopefully make it in, in this town. And I think it was hard for me because I, I was just struggling with coming off of like the voice and feeling so much pressure to be famous and to make it. And I just kind of lost myself when I got here a little bit. Like I found myself in a way, but I also lost myself for a little while because I felt so much pressure to be a big star overnight when coming off of a massive TV show. And it just didn't happen that way. And so, 
you know, my coping mechanism was I turned to alcohol, um, which many of us artists do. Um, and a lot of us are, are coming more open, coming out and more open about it, um, which is, I, I think it's important because I don't want new artists coming to town and getting wrapped up into the alcohol and to thinking that they have to drink to network and, and find their people because you'll find your people regardless. You'll find the people that you want to be around and that are right for you, you know? Um, so it, it's just, you know, it's been a lot of self-growth through the years and I'm really happy to be on the path that I am now, which has been, you know, newly sober. Um, I recently got, you know, started my sober journey about seven months ago and I, I had a couple, you know, mishaps in the beginning as, as they say. Um, but, uh, I've reached four months and I'm doing really well and I'm, I'm just back like way more driven than I ever have been in my whole life for my career and, and my, my own self being in my journey, you know, but, but yeah, there's been a lot of challenges through the years, years living here because you feel like you have to, um, you know, beat when you, when you come from here, then back down and you, you know, you, you just have to find a way to, to, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's crazy, but I'm just happy to, to have went through everything I went through to get to where I am now. Audra, before Bill asks his next question, I just want to say both of us, I know, are proud of you. I know your parents. Thank are you. We met your parents. They're amazing. They um, are. But it is not easy what you just shared to, to do. It takes a lot of courage, a lot of discipline and fortitude. And, you know, but I think you definitely have uncovered a really big jewel, which is that was a that was dulling your talent and your journey forward and upward and and it sounds like you're really razor focused now and i i just think great things are going to happen for you thank you so much i mean and and you know i think everybody has to kind of go through stuff to to get to the top and or to get to where they want to be you know not necessarily the top but the top as far as where you want to be in your life and and i think self happiness is very important because I just wasn't loving myself there for a while. You know, I, I was so like, I felt so much pressure to like, oh my gosh, like everybody is going to think I'm a failure. You know, I got off the voice and nothing's happened or, or at least, you know, from the outside looking in things were happening, but it was in my own head, you know, I, and I deal with mental health and, um, and the alcohol was not helping the mental health. I thought by drinking, it was helping the mental health, but it was only making it worse. Um, and so it's just a lot of people get wrapped up in it. And, um, and sometimes, you know, you just have to go through stuff to really get to where, you know, you, you can be you again and, and find happiness. So it's been a journey, but, um, but, you know, like I said, I, I've, I've learned so much about myself in the last eight years and um, and I feel really good about where I'm at now in my career. And and just there's a lot of cool things, I think, that are going to be going on this year. So I have a lot of faith now in me. That is, Audra, that is so refreshing to hear. And I'll echo, you know, everything that Rosie just said about the way that we feel about you. And interestingly, you know, one of the questions I was going to ask you was, you know, what advice might you give? A younger version of yourself going to Nashville, but you've already answered that question with, with everything that you've said. And I just feel that, and this is something that I'm not just saying this because you're on our show for the second time, which is a very <laughs> prestigious honor, by the way. Only you're the only the third person that's done that. 
Oh, well, we love, I love you guys. You know, I'd always come on the show no matter what. You guys are awesome and you've always been so supportive. So I appreciate you both very much. Well, thank you for that. And one of the things, Audra, that one of the reasons that we're so supportive of you is that we see you and who you can be and the talent that you have and the gift that you have and coming back from the vocal surgery and all the things you've done. I, I am convinced now more than ever 2024 is going to be your year because your voice can only be held down so long. It's going to break through and cut through because no one else can do it like you. Thank you so much. I mean, and that means so much to me. I mean, and, and, you know, going through a lot of that stuff too. I mean, being an artist, it's, it, it feels good to be able to like get to speak about that stuff in my songs now, you know, just to be more open with my fans because, you know, for so long, you know, you feel like you're hiding behind a mask and you're not being fully truthful with people, but it feels good now to be kind of free and open because all I've ever wanted in life, aside from playing music is to help people, you know, because before I got into, or I've always been involved in music, but while I was, you know, doing music, I was in medical, like I was doing medical assistant or I was at least going to school for it. And then I was thinking about doing nursing. So I'm glad that my journey has continued to lead, lead me back to music because I feel like that is my true calling in how I can hopefully help people through my music. That's just all I want in, in life, you know? You just talked about being able to be open. And when you think about it, some of the greatest country music artists ever, when you look at the lyrics, what makes them great is their real life stories. And they are opening themselves to their fans, which then creates more fans because it's relatable, it's real, and it comes through. And you're no longer someone else singing other people's songs, you're singing your life and your stories. That's right, yeah. No, and it's, and it's I, I just, you know, it's important to, <clears throat> to go through those things and just, um, you know, get to a point where you can then put music out to that speaks the truth. And that's the most authentic to you, you know, cause I think authenticity goes a long way as an artist. I think the more authentic you are and real like jelly roll people who are some of my favorite artists right now in the industry, Kelly Clarkson, you know, um, I just love authenticity and artists. That's what I look up to, you know, and that's just who I inspire to be is just the most authentic self that I could possibly be. And that's a, a running theme with a lot of people that we've spoken to. And and it's it is really important because fans can smell fake a mile away, you know. They sure can. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So <laughs> we're gonna switch gears, Audra. Sure. <laughs> we have a little segment that my goodness, we haven't done for a long time, but we're gonna take it out of the closet and dust it off. It's called <laughs> Tapping the Muse. Oh. <laughs> yes. So I know you have your guitar handy. I do. The way it works is we are going to throw out like, I don't know, a bunch of phrases to you and we'll repeat them. However, whatever you need. And if, if something speaks to you, we're going to ask you to just like on the spot. I know that's like not very nice, but, <laughs> <laughs> but on the spot, you know, see what you come up with, like a chorus or a verse or something, but incorporate either the phrase or something close to the phrase. Does oh, that sound cool. good? That's so fun. Yeah. Okay, good, good. All right. So Bill, do you want to tell her yours and then I'll tell her mine? Yeah. I. And I you don't have, have to hurt our, our feelings. If you don't pick mine, 
I won't be upset if you pick Bill's. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you don't pick mine, then I'm going to have to wonder why. Um, but, <laughs> so here's, I have two. Okay, one is, and this actually, Audra, I wrote earlier today because I was thinking this about you, and I think you'll see after what we've talked about so far, could be your next hit. Ah. Just getting started. So Ooh. that's one. And then the other one you can pick from, if you if you like this one better, that's how we do it in Delco. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'll Rosie Bill. You throw out good things. Uh, he's he's very good, Audrey. So you know, I usually get pretty silly with these things. So <laughs> my first one is broken dreams, but still bleeding green. Oh wow, these are all really great choices. You guys gave me some hard ones. Wait a minute, there's two more. <laughs> Secret crush, just very you know, and the last one comes from kind of what you were saying earlier. So I'm throwing out truth or dare. I'm throwing out truth or dare. Wow. You guys well, no, good. just truth or dare. Just truth. Oh, or dare. oh, yeah. That the title? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um you need to hear gosh. him again? What was the ones? about Delco, because I feel like those are funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah th th this could be some good video content for you back home, Audra. That's how we do it in Delco. I think that's kind of funny. Okay, all right. Let's see what we can, okay. Yeah, what are some things we do in Delco? Oh man, okay, so we go to Wawa. Yeah. That was one of the questions we had for you. Yeah, they have any Wawa's down there? We were trying to come up with a Wawa title, like filling up the truck at Wawa or something Filling up like the that. truck at Wawa. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, we, we got water. We got Wawa. We got water. We got Wawa. We got hoagies. Oh, we got it all there in Delco. Have you ever had a Philly cheesesteak? Oh, you can't get one like you can back home. What else do we have in Delco? I love that. That's great. Oh, oh back in Delco, yeah. We got hoagies, we got wawa, we got people with we say water. We say water. We say water. We say water. I, I still say water. Water. We say like water. We have tasty <laughs> cake too. What is it? We have tasty, tasty cake. cake. Oh my gosh. We got tasty cake. Oh, you gotta get you one of those. Yeah. Oh, oh, here back, what was the title? Here back in Delco. That's, that's, how, that's we how, we how we do it. Do it in Delco. That's how we do it. That's how we do it back in Delco. Yeah. What else do we got in Delco that I'm missing? Well, you know what I liked, Audra, when you Roy said Roy, Roy Tweedies. Yeah. <laughs> Not just wings. <laughs> we got. Yeah, I like when you said we got tasty cakes, we got pat steaks, we got yes! cookies and peas. 
We are way better rhymer than I am. <laughs> we got Pat, we got cheesesteaks, we we got pasties, we got Gino's, we got tasty cakes. Oh, and there's Roy Tweedies, get your meatballs and roast beef. Yummy, yummy. Oh, you can't go wrong. Go. We got the best, not just wings. <laughs> <laughs> bravo, I'm bravo. Not a really great. I'm like a basic chord player, but I love it. That's so funny. We gotta write. We gotta write like a theme song for Delco. I can't That'd believe be that. I'll tell you what, I, that that's. I was just thinking that exact same thing, Audra. I'll, you know what? I'll see if I can come up with some lines, and we'll uh, we'll send them back we and forth. Should... We can come up with. We should do that. Oh my gosh! Like I'm serious. That would be so cool. And you got to send me those song ideas, and then that way I can add y'all as co-writers because you guys like <laughs> threw out some great titles. I'm not even kidding. I would tell you if they were bad because I'm from Philly. Well, Delco, not Philly, but <laughs> yeah. people, not everybody knows what Delco. But yeah, I actually have girl. one song that I wrote years ago. Well, I, I I should tell you this after we're done. But anyway, it it cries for a voice like yours. So maybe I'll. I'll I would I would be honored to hear it. it. I'm yeah. sure it's amazing. Well, it needs help, but but it's kind of it's a cool concept. I'll just put it. <laughs> but anyway, I'll definitely help you. <laughs> before we go, before we go, we have one very important question: How are you doing since the Eagles lost? Ooh, man, it took a little bit for the for the you know for the hurt to go away a little bit. You know, I think we were on such a high last year making it to the Super Bowl that I was like, this is our year. We got this. And I think just halfway through the season I was like, oh no, what are we doing? Um yeah, that was that was a heart that was a heartbreaking one. I mean, I was really pulling for them this year. Um whew, I'm still coming back from it. I think me and dad both are like well, it's funny too, because my producer and I, uh, we were talking about it today. I walked in and he's like, man, because he's a Cowboys fan. We don't like Cowboys fans. <laughs> Just kidding. But well, not kidding, but I have, I have like, my uncle's a Dallas fan. I love him dearly. He's awesome. He's, he's the sweetest. Um, and I've got a ton of friends who are Cowboys fans. So it's all like, fun and love when we like text each other and mess with each other you know during the games but he he was like what the heck happened to our eagle or what the heck happened to my dallas and your eagles i'm like i have no idea i'm like i there's a lot i think that needs to be done but you know i'm not a coach or 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 the owner so i, I don't know but i was a little butthurt i've kind of gotten over it a little bit i'm like ah you know it is what it is it's you know, the better team, I guess, gets in, you know, and well, as, I as, I, you. as I said to Bill earlier, I had one title for you that was a collapse for the ages, but he's like, yeah, that'd be hard to rhyme. So we for the ages. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you just said, though, a little bit. What did you say something about a little bit to get over the hurt? You you said something and I thought, oh, that's oh, the title. It took, oh yeah, it took me a little bit to get over the hurt. I know yeah. it's so crazy. I say things sometimes or my friends say things sometimes and I'm like, what did you just say? And they're right, like, right. what? <laughs> and the hardest part so, is remembering it. <laughs> it's 
so true. I know because I'll be out and about at like shows or something, you know, and they'll say something and I'm like, wait, say that again. And I'm, I'm sitting there writing it. They're like, are you writing down what we just said? I'm like, yes. I'm like, you guys are inspired. You know, you guys are my inspiration. When you talk about your breakups, when you talk about who's ghosted you or who's done you wrong or vice versa, or if you're in love, you know, and that's great too. Like y'all give me the ideas. It's great for you guys, you guys. I can't say y'all on this. <laughs> you guys, I'm going to get tortured by my Delco friend. Sorry, Delco. I love you. Yeah. Use. It's you guys. Use. That's the other thing we need to add in the song. We say yeah. you guys. We say yo. <laughs> <laughs> we say yo we say a we say use guys <laughs> go birds oh my goodness oh. john oh john's another one we say yeah universal <laughs> word <laughs> so funny oh my gosh audra it's always great to have you on the show and to talk with you and of course to come and listen to your music you're amazing and like Bill said, we really do think it's your year and we certainly hope so. And we wish you all the best with your new song. Folks, go out and get Sad Song and the Cowboy. Woo-hoo! And thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thank you. He was a right kind Love him and leave him back to the wind Not looking back kind Never seen Cross the bed for him with a tear in her eye. She was a hopeful soul, holding on to nothing, believing it was something worth a pile of gold. Watching that rising prey, and she'll find him in a trail of smoke. But she won't. 
This week's episode has been brought to you by Doherty & Company Insurance Services for all your business and personal insurance needs. Our friends at Tennis Addiction and XDPA. And the Malin Agency, where exceeding expectations is how they do business.